Enjoy doing this podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we recover from that? Mm-hmm. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. One man's junk is another man's garbage. Is that part of our intro now? It is now. I like it. You don't like One... it or you do like it? I do like it. One man's junk is... Did you say... Another man's garbage, or did you say part of another man's garbage? Do you think Dick Dale was really good at playing guitar, or was it just made up? That was just made up, right? Dick Dale was good at playing guitar in the same way that, like, movies pre-1975 were good. I feel like Dick Dale is good at playing guitar in the way that, like, there was, like, the mid-2000s white rappers who were like lyrical miracle spiritual like that like would say shit like that it's <laughs> exactly what like, they were like too. and you'd be like oh wow okay he said a whole bunch of words right in a row that well, seemed he like they it. rhymed but like <laughs> come on was he good was it good i feel i feel a little uncomfortable about shitting on dick dale like four hours after he died <laughs> the moment he died <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked about Dick Dale in my entire life. What is there to say about Dick Dale? Like, Except, uh, the Dick say. Dale records are upstairs to the left, uh, and that that shelf on the right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's up, man? How's it? Um, yeah. How's it going? Where where you're at? Everything's all right. Um, I might have a brief interruption uh, because Gina ordered some Uber Eats over at her mom's house and accidentally put in our address. So we'll see what happens. She's trying to get that changed right wow, now. Wow, what a fucking stupid-ass move. <laughs> I remember you did that while I was in Miami, but then you ended up fixing it. Damn, I was faded when I did that. Yeah, I think so. I was, I was <laughs> yeah, so hopefully she can figure out how to do whatever it is you did, whatever magic you worked. I, call, I had to, It wasn't magic. I called another human being and had a conversation. Like, a, yeah, like, but how? I I was like sitting here googling phone number. I couldn't find anything. You, now, I don't you know. Just maybe in the, the driver, app. there's just a button. You contact the driver. So you contacted the driver. Okay, yeah, it hasn't been picked up yet, so she can't contact anyone. But sounds like a big mess. Yeah, no, but we'll see. Maybe there's no escape. There's no. There's out. no escape. Um, you know, this is the shit that this like Andrew Yang guy doesn't uh want to talk about, which is the fact that there's no safety net built into this new technocracy that we live in dave yeah you, you order the wrong food and you're in engulfed in poverty for the rest of your life well that's kind of what they want right they want us to be scared of it yeah so they, they want us to think that that's what's going to happen and you're right it might happen um there's certainly not going to be anybody to help us with anything but uh you know, yeah, I, mean, that's, I would say that that's anymore. like that's been the one defining characteristic of all this. You know what we what we've come to redefine as customer service and um, just like I don't know what you would call it, like just servicing, like on the internet is like not a single fucking person to help you. There's not a single person out there to to, to actually, other than maybe like I guess Amazon because they have so much money they actually have people. But yeah. Try. I mean. Facebook has crazy money. Try getting in touch with a human being at Facebook. It's oh, it's impossible. it's impossible. Actually, that that happened today. I uh, 
one of I posted a video clip, like one of those headliners of a new piecing it together episode, and it said boost unavailable because I'm not the uh, page moderator. And I was like, like hell I'm not. It's my fucking page. And so I clicked the help thing and it was an automated help thing. And the 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 first question is which page are you referring to? So I clicked piecing together and it said, You are not the moderator of this page. Try a different one. Right. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the line. There well, was, there was no somebody that was posting on Twitter, right, that said that um uh like basically this this Twitter account that devotes itself, it's like a professor somewhere in Europe, and he devotes himself to um uh, debunking Holocaust deniers, right? And <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody started a um, a competing or a spoof page, like a page to look like him, but doing the opposite, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and this guy had like half a million followers, and this spoof page had like six thousand followers, and was presenting itself as if it was him, and um, it, but it was spreading pro. Nazi, or I'm sorry, pro Holocaust denial propaganda, right? Sure. So, in in uh, Facebook and its, or this was on Twitter. Twitter and in its infinite wisdom blocked or shut off the accounts of the actual real guy, uh, <laughs> and and um. So I, uh, you know, there was like a thing that went around. It was like, hey, you know, this is the guy. This is his website. He 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 was the one that has the you know half million followers and is the authentic you know professor. Here's the fake account. Uh, help by reporting it. So I clicked on the report button to report it, and there's a function where like you have to say, okay, well, who is the account that he's trying to pretend to be? And mm-hmm. I tried to type in the handle of the account that he's trying to pretend to be, but since Twitter has already shut off that handle, it doesn't populate it. It doesn't recognize it, <laughs> and so you just get stuck in a feedback loop. And I was yeah. like, there's like a billion things like this that just. The, the 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 sheer inability to anticipate the way people are going to interact with technology and just kind of making it up on the fly as a, it reminds me of like I don't know what it was like when the when the automobile was invented but I have a feeling that there was probably like a solid you know 18 months where they were like oh well maybe we should put doors on this it's like okay right. let's put doors on it <laughs> yeah. like maybe it should have like a seatbelt. and it's like okay well let's put a seatbelt on it yeah and that's what all this shit is it's just like yeah completely flying by the seat of their pants it, no regard for the actual you know any of the experience i don't know i'm talking this way because i've been thinking a lot about andrew yang have you followed andrew yang at all lately or no a little bit yeah a little bit because of the whole universal basic income and all that yeah so he, he kind of is getting a little bit of purchase within prog- some progressive communities i guess but um i mean i've heard other people a lot of other people have made the point like you know just don't don't trust tech bros they don't have <laughs> the they just don't have the like you can almost trust a fucking phony like Beto O'Rourke more than you could trust a tech bro and mm. um you know he I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast which I had not done um I, I thought maybe I would get on I had never listened to Joe Rogan before I thought maybe I would get on this show and this episode and like shit talk Joe Rogan and be like don't bother listening to Joe Rogan I got nothing to say one way or another about it it's just the guy is just a uh, Joe Rogan as an interviewer is just a wall. Like there's nothing, there's nothing compelling or interesting. I don't understand what. I guess I'm I'm coming away from it not understanding what the fucking hype is. Yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, sometimes I wonder if it's just the entry point because people already know him. 
um, and, and they don't know some of these people like an NPR person or like, you know, maybe some like fringe comedian that's not that big and famous, like, mm-hmm. but they know Joe Rogan from, you know, whatever, you know, shit he's done, the man show or whatever and all that stuff. I don't really know, though. Yeah, like Joe Rogan will have somebody on like uh, who's the former the the dude with the weird voice, the former Obama, um, like Austin Goolsby, right, who was. Um, the one of the economists in the uh, Obama White House, what a and great who, name. Any, anybody who's like kind of paid attention to news or politics has seen Austin Goolsby in various, you know, CNN or whatever, all these different places. That Austin Goolsby is, uh, he's a media whore, just like all the Obama guys. Like he's like, you know, always out there on TV, and mm-hmm. um, but like he'll come on to Joe Rogan show and be just like introduced to this whole new group of millions of people and they'll be like oh there's this guy that no one's heard of named austin gruldly and he's fucking great man i heard we heard him on rogan the other day and like he was tearing shit up so they had a moment like that with andrew yang did you ever listen to that or no or did you i told you about it. no uh you told me a little bit about it but no I, i didn't listen yeah the ubi concept is interesting um and you know there's a lot of sort of uh socialist and um and there's a lot of socialist theory on that subject and he does i i was actually i i was actually a little swayed by a lot of the you know cases he made but in that interview but you can just tell that it's um it's divorced from humanity it's being treated like a for him it's like a math for people like him it's like a math problem and not that i don't think that you know math and science are part of the solution to things that are wrong with our society but there's just the human element missing and um it it was anyway that's what got me thinking about all that shit recently Uh, yeah i don't know (laughs) moving on moving on quick 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 what's next (laughs) did you see chelsea clinton get yelled at no which one well by who i (laughs) yelled at I feel like Chelsea Clinton <laughs> should just always be getting yelled at. That's like yeah, her, uh, I mean default a, status. A, every other day on Twitter, there's something that like you know. No, she yelled at in real life, in person. Yeah, because yeah. she's such a fucking you, she's such a fucking concern troll. Like that's her whole brand is like showing up in conversations and shit about like to be the person that like tut tuts other people and like holds other people like you know and and it, she's her whole brand is just being upset on other people's behalf about stuff mm-hmm. and then being yeah, like yeah. performatively above the fray. Like she likes, likes to show herself being it's, it's just so fucking cloying and obnoxious. And it's, it's, it's anyway, she uh, was confronted at a, um, at, at an event uh, recently over the weekend following the, the mass shooting in um, Christ uh, at the Christ for Christ church uh, mosque in, in New Zealand, in New York, uh, there was a, a a vigil for the victims of the white supremacist attack, and I guess just like person after person that was getting up during this vigil was like a, a you know non-Muslim person, <laughs> like all these non-Muslim people were getting up and talking about how it's affecting them and how there's this need for solidarity, <laughs> and Hillary, Hillary, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea gets up there. And not a, more than a week after, you know, pointing out, uh, pointing her minions at Ilhan Omar for daring to speak badly about um, 
about APAC and about sure. Israeli foreign influence, uh, a government influence on the U.S. Not a week after that, Ch- Chelsea Clinton's up there, concerned trolling, fucking again, dude. And um, <laughs> she's winning points, is what she's, <laughs> she's doing. winning points. Lots she's of points. Making sure everybody knows that she's one of the good people and that she's everybody's conscience and that because like she was like mildly made fun of by uh like Rush Limbaugh when she was 13 years old that she has the moral authority to basically um you know discern what is right and what's wrong anyway uh these two actually one of them I follow on Twitter um these two students NYU students uh Lean Dwake I'm not I'm apologies if I'm mispronouncing that Lean Dwake and Rose Asaf confronted her I think it was like right after her comments or right as she was getting done speaking and just gave her a hard time about hey why are you here less than a week after you basically you know in, encouraged not see this is the language right like you can't say like oh well Chelsea Clinton encouraged people like this horrific criminal murderer you know it's not like she really encouraged him but she's definitely a part of the apparatus that maintains the discourse in their favor you know like Mm -hmm. chelsea clinton is definitely part of the of the weaponizing of anti-semitism where if anybody starts talking about some of these issues then a chelsea clinton comes out of the woodwork and shouts them down and and it is one of the many voices shouting them down and um you know uh, diminishing them and making a person like ilhan omar or the other rare public figures who actually take a stand against uh, the Israeli lobby, right? Like, it's disingenuous for Chelsea Clinton to show up at these events, but it's totally on brand. And mm. um, so I just, I, I wanted to, like, mention it up at the top because... I saw Donald Trump Jr. Uh, sticking up for her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Don- <laughs> Look, Chelsea Clinton, ask yourself... If this guy's on your side, are you on the right side? <laughs> right. Are you doing the right are thing? Are you doing the right situation? thing if this guy's on your side? <laughs> and but no, the, I don't I don't think that people like her or Don Jr. would ever um interrogate their beliefs that way because there is like to to your dad's buddy, uh long um departed George Carlin, to his point, like from one of his stand up specials way back in the day. There's one club. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. There's one club, and you're not in it. It's the fucking rich people. It's the most. It's the people with the most. Those. I'm are actually the pretty impressed to uh, hear you quoting a, a stand-up comedian. That's <laughs> that's pretty good because you've been on an anti-stand-up kick for the last couple of years. So. I want to be look. Every stand-up take is a bad take. There's not a single interesting thing to say about stand-up comedy, <laughs> but like because. How many podcasts are there that are completely unfunny and have no jokes in them that are that are comedians talking to each other and talking about comedy? I watch too much. I watch way too um, much. They should combine every comedian podcast into one podcast and just like cycle through comedians like every couple weeks or whatever. I had a buddy who was um, uh, a friend who, you know, who um, was part of the production team for the channel that started the you know Seinfeld comedy comedians and cars shit right mm-hmm. and um and so i watched when it first came out on i think it was on like i don't even think it's around anymore but crackle it was on crackle when it first came out oh yeah and um and it got picked up and 
I, I mean, put on something bigger than that, right? But I watched two or three episodes of that shit and uh, just out of curiosity because I knew somebody who was involved with it. I didn't, I mean, it's not a bad show. Obviously, it has millions of people watching it, but like it's comedians and they don't make you laugh a single fucking time. Mm. You watch this show for hours on end and there's not a joke. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I realized like the comedy has gotten to that point where it's like it's removed two of its ribs and it's sucking its own dick. And <clears throat> it, it, it's fucking it, comedy as a topic is bullshit. And then this crashing show where like, I mean, that show was kind of funny sometimes, but like it just introspection I, I like about it. the world of comedy is bullshit. Well, I, I think what it is, is it's the, it's the final evolution of the, like the Jud, Judd Apatow brand of like emotional comedy and like really laying yourself bare and like, you know, totally opening yourself up. And eventually it gets to the point where, yeah, I mean, you're just basically just talking about your feelings and that's not necessarily funny. It can be, but a lot of the times it's going to, it's going to even lead to like nanettes and shit like that. It's just, it's just going to be, uh. You know, just actually talking about how you feel. That's not necessarily going to be hilarious. Do you think Chelsea Clinton has a good five minutes? I guarantee she does. I, I, that she, I like, does just, in the mirror. I could just, ima- I could just imagine. Yeah, I, I could totally imagine. Yeah, she's too old to be pregnant, man. Stop fucking getting pregnant. Third kid. Why would you want three kids at that age? When you're... Let me tell you something, dude. You want kids when you want kids you want like a million of them because they're addicting and they're fun and they're a blast but like they are also just wildly expensive and if you have if i had all the money in the world i would have like nine kids for sure if you had all the money in the world you would have zero which is what you have right but exactly i would if i had all the money in the world and could afford a fleet like an armada of nicaraguan nannies i would absolutely have like I would have like six or seven kids. No, we'd never get this podcast done, though. No, for sure we would because I would have. I would probably train one of the nannies on um, audition, and she, <laughs> she'd be my co-host. She would fix my gating problem, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't need to worry about my peaks. And uh, <laughs> even those peaks, our our nanny, who's now our our, um, our part time babysitter, uh, she calls me. Uh, she calls me Don David, which I really love, and I wish more people would do that. <laughs> I feel like not enough people call me Don David. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, what's what's next, Dave? Looks like uh, oh, Tucker Carlson, huh? Is that what yeah. you wanted to talk about? <laughs> um, this fucking guy. What do you think about this? I know you've been following this. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I, I followed it like the first day it started and I just kind of like, I had a smirk on my face and then I, you know, I just was like, and that was about the end of it. I mean, it's just so stupid and so obvious. And I mean, I I don't understand. Like, did anybody ever, who, who was fooled into thinking that these people weren't this way? That's the thing that I just always... Wonder. I mean, of course they're making jokes like this when you know when they're not on their regular shows. Yeah, and also uh, I think that um, look, <laughs> I'm not I'm not defending Tucker Carlson here. Ah, uh, <laughs> terrible way to start off. Uh, <laughs> but look, 
Here, here's, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Look, I'm not defending Tucker Carlson here, but every single thing he said is 100% accurate, and I defy <laughs> anyone to prove otherwise. No, um, no, that's not what that's not where I'm going with this. My thing with uh, with Tucker Carlson is to is to I think that we have a little bit of cultural amnesia, and we forget what the whole early 2000s. Or like I would say, like from like mid '90s up to the late aughts, right? What sh- what shock jock culture on FM radio was? Sure. Pre satellite, yeah. and then when satellite came out, holy shit! I, I think that these might have been on his, the satellite show, right? Um, yeah, the, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, the Bubba the Love Sponge satellite, satellite, absolute fucking sewer of of content. So, like, just imagine if you were in. Like the like from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the sewer that they that they live in, but like also there was just gobs of money everywhere. That's what the satellite content factory was from. Like that's what the satellite environment was, production environment was from. I don't know, two thousand three to like to to two thousand ten, and and he was in there. And if you listen to satellite radio, or if you listen to Stern or any of this shit, like none of this is—I never listened to Bubba the Love Sponge. I don't think he was on in Vegas or or anywhere where where we lived. But and he wasn't good either. Like there, he was just right, one of those. Yeah. Like, there was only the way that I saw it, and I think a lot of other people saw it was like there was Stern, who was somehow, it, I don't know if it was charm or if it was just having being maybe five percent smarter than everybody else, but like. Stern was just this one thing, and you loved listening to it. The characters were great, it, but it was fucking reprehensible and would never happen today. And uh, and then there was just all these other like Bubba the Love Sponge, um, fucking I forget the other guys, uh, Man Cow and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All those dudes, right? So <laughs> I think it's great. Honestly, I don't have a problem with it that Tucker Carlson is getting is in the process of maybe getting canceled over this. The dumbest. Yeah, what, whatever it takes. What he does on a daily basis on his Fox show today out there in the public is so much worse than any of the things that he was joking about. Sure. Like because it's it's real. It's happening in reality. It's inspiring real things. It, it's and it's 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 presented in a serious light. It's presented as actual you know media narrative. It's, yeah, well, and no one is making their mind up over something they heard on Bubble of Love Sponge or whatever. No, his nobody name that is. matters. But, but, what, but like they fucking, are. All the, like they a are trucker might be making up a mind their mind on whether or not they're going to use more fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, gas station meth. But like, <laughs> th- there's nobody actually listening to Bubble of Love Sponge who's formulating, um, you know, like I said before, narrative, uh, like broadly. His show on Fox gets millions and millions and millions of. Of, of of grandparents and boomers yeah. around the country listen watching it but yeah no i i, I think that he it, it's like you're what you're saying it, it's really kind of a non-issue and things that happen on his own show are so much worse than any of these things uh but at, at the same time i i just think that you know people People don't look at it that way, I guess. Oh, it's funny <laughs> because, people like, that aren't like us don't look at it. Again, that way. the concern trolling thing. Maybe that's a, the title of this episode. Is just like all these concern trolls. Right. You got Chelsea Clinton. Every single time somebody says or does something that doesn't comport to the um, to the existing power structures and and the the uh, 
you know the the struts of of um, influence that support her and her family she's there to to wag her finger at them right tucker right. carlson all you fucking morons who are sitting out there thinking like first of all there was a whole group of um of centrist sort of like you know david from admiring democrats who three years ago thought tucker carlson was okay not bad somehow forgot what a fucking like overt white supremacist he is and we're and we're completely fine with him until you know he replaced bill o'reilly at fox news and just like went red meat you know and went full in and then there's still the whole like maybe a little bit younger than the than the typical i think he gets a little bit younger viewers than the typical fox news um anchor or opinion pundit whatever because he sort of tucker carlson dips into the sort of epic ben shapiro jordan peterson younger male trying to save the you know decline of western civilization demographic type guys like he he appeals to those guys who think right. that he's like mr logic and facts and reason and that he you know he he has I, I, can you be, can you imagine that can like, you imagine just... being that person like oh that thinks God. that about this fucking guy, this bow tied fifty year old dipshit, <laughs> like <laughs> the fucking bow tie, the fucking bow tie on, like an ass wipe. <laughs> oh um, my god! So yeah, the, the 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 Tucker Carlson thing is is again another issue of con, con, like out of control concern trolling, and in this case, it'll be I guess it'll go to some good because. If some stupid, ridiculous, um, shock jock radio bullshit is the thing that's that's been in the public sphere for over ten years, if that's the thing that that comes out and takes him off of the air, fuck it, who cares? So I have a question. Um, sh- the shock jock thing, I never listened to that stuff ever, even when I you know love dumb, stupid humor. I still wasn't listening to that kind of thing. Is that still a thing? I don't know where it would be. I'm sure that there's probably... I would guess that there's probably like one to two million people who still wake up every morning and turn on their serious radios and listen to Howard Stern. But from what I can tell, Howard Stern broadcasts maybe like 80 days a year now. I mean, he, he most of his... Most of his days are days off or like best of shows and stuff. Like I feel that. like Stern would be a little more woke nowadays. Like I don't think he just, is. I think he's, no. I, think I, I would think just to capture that part of the audience, he would like, you know, at least get you know get cool with certain certain you know certain parts of look. But of, doesn't of it say culture. something though about the about the atmosphere or about the um, where we are that we don't even know what Stern's positions are because he's irrelevant. He doesn't matter. That was the guy that right. was the king. Remember, famously, he was the fucking king, king of, of all media. King of all all media. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> t- t- fifteen years ago, he was the king of all media. I don't know a single thing. I don't even know if he supported Trump. Who fucking? Who cares? would be the king of all media now? Is there anybody? What is it like Joe, Joe Rogan? Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to listen to Joe Rogan. I Joe guess. Rogan, he's killing it, man. He's killing God it with it. his incisive interviews and now no jokes <laughs> like not having jokes on the air uh, oh my god um yeah joe rogan's a fucking joke dude I, I, he's the waters are so muddied like it's so hard to tell what and 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 you want to 
like your instinct still is to cast people into this binary of shit that we were so comfortable with for so long are they like are they are they conservative or are they liberal right and it, it, it the binaries don't work anymore because the people have different um first of all they have different provenance like a joe rogan mm. comes from a completely different media ecosystem and and um a different uh you know different origins than any uh, you know he uh, than any previous stand-ups could have come from there was never a situation where like a stand-up comedian would have a show like this that was you know overtly political during like overly politicized times like this you didn't see jay leno graduate from you know guest hosting for johnny to all of a sudden having jordan peterson on his show you know like that wasn't and talking for three hours about the decline of western civilization and and lobsters (laughs) and shit like that you didn't see like that didn't happen and it was like and also culture was more monolithic back then 40 million people were 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 watching 50 million people were watching johnny every night and to i mean joe rogan gets a lot of listeners but he only gets like i don't know what does he get like five million listeners something like that that's a lot of people but it's nothing like like stern or anything like that so to be a king is really just to be more like a feudal lord these days it's crazy uh you know it was, wasn't the point you were making, but uh, Joe Rogan, a three-hour show and how many shows he does. I mean, we're creating so much fucking content. Like, even our shows, like, piecing it together just had uh, the 50th episode, and I think it's, like, almost 70 hours of content I've made in a year. Like, it's so much stuff with all, all these shows, all this, all these recordings and, like, it's hard to imagine that they're all going to still be around, you know, a hundred years or whatever from now. I remember like stuff around like, uh, around like 20, 2010. Um, the library of Congress was like, uh, took this very interesting position where they said that, um, that, that Twitter was something that was worthy of being, uh, archived. And that it was time to like mm-hmm. the and so Library of Congress with its you know vast resources began to archive every single public tweet, uh, the presidents, ours you know everybody's the, the, the members of Congress all 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 of tw- Twitter was being backed up, and then as of like two years ago, they very quietly were just like we're not going to do this anymore, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. They were just like this is fucking stupid we're not going to continue archiving these, this garbage this is all important <laughs> like is it hard for you to do it does it like require a lot of bandwidth no we just don't see any point yeah why <laughs> who wants this so they created there is an archive though out there going back to like twitter's beginning in like 2006 where like uh jack dorsey was making you know jokes with the n-word in it and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> when uh everybody the funniest shit is to look um if you do an advanced twitter search look for a phrase like just go back to the set the parameter from like 2006 to 2007 on twitter and look for the phrase nothing who's this and you get like a million results because the twitter box says in that grayed out which we've just come to sort of not even pay attention to anymore but the grayed out text in the blank twitter box the blank tweet box says 
oh, what's going on? And right, <laughs> so right, like, right. The, like a million people were like, nothing. Who is this? <laughs> and you can find a million tweets of people saying nothing. Who is this? Oh wow, we were so uh, so naive. It's amazing we've gotten this far. Um, the other the other concern trolling thing that I thought was was funny was the one around the university corruption scandal. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, how <laughs> everybody everybody that I've listened to on like from on the media to you know different podcasts, different TV shows, different you know media that I consume, tweet tw- tweeters who I follow, everybody is up in arms over this and i just think it's hilarious because first of all again this is like the tucker carlson shit it's just like this has been happening right in front of your face yeah like the our what part of you thought that there was any equity or justice or fairness in the way that our education system worked <laughs> second of all i'm glad we're on the same page with this because, second of all, yeah I, like, i'm noticing what's, what's your problem with it i'm not i'm gonna yeah. fucking do it i'm totally gonna do that <laughs> I will, I've, I will like I get I get why it's wrong but it's like that is just I I hate to say that's just the way things work yeah. but I mean it is it is look if you're like me and you're the first generation of your family to have any kind of money at all what do you think I'm gonna like on like standing on some fucking ceremony I'm going to like be like oh well my daughter is going to make it on her own. I'm not going to give her all the advantages that all the other rich fuckers out there have. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course I'm going to fucking do that. Fuck you. I want her life to be comfortable and to like not be, you know, an abject disaster of of uh, of tragedy. You know, I, I want her to like be out there <laughs> doing shit that he wants that she wants to do. If I need to, I'll everyone just give, has give to start from money. from from zero. Every single generation of people has to start from zero. That's apparently. That's the the only right way for things to be. The benefit of my kid, though, is that I know she's only five, but I can already tell she's not a fucking dipshit. So, like, and <laughs> every one of these celebrities and all their kids, and I don't know, like John McCain's daughter, and all these people are just profoundly, like, stunningly stupid people, like powerfully stupid people, and uh, you know, of course, they needed preferential treatment to get anywhere of substance. Like, these are people who should probably be at fucking UNLV or Arizona State or something. Like, they should probably be at a fucking community college. Um, so here, here's a question. Your daughter comes to you tomorrow and says she wants to start a YouTube channel. Oh, well, my daughter's five, so no. <laughs> so that, that's just a clear no, no, no YouTube no channel YouTube for her? No YouTube channels, dude. No. <laughs> Hell no. I heard about this okay. Momo shit. Oh my god! <laughs> you think I'm gonna let my kid anywhere near that? I don't even like question, to let her look at YouTube. I'm not even question me... number. T- question number two: You're on YouTube and you find out she already has one. Oh, <laughs> some some tasty justice is getting served up. It's gonna be a, there's gonna be problems. No more paying for a college. <laughs> Dude, YouTube's a terrible fucking assess. Ass- ass- oh, it is. Like, it's awful. Ass- uh, ass- uh, what do you call it? Cesspit? No, it's a pit cesspool. Of c- cesspool. <laughs> cesspool, the new Marvel superhero. Yes. Who talks dirty. With the dirty mouth. Um, no, dude, no. Fuck that. YouTube's horrible. And I- I'm not going to let my fucking kid be a part of that shit. And. 
Even if she makes money off of it. Fuck that. That's disgusting. <laughs> She'd probably start making money before we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fu- yeah, because it's just cute and doofy and, like, whatever. There's nothing. There's She's no actually place. pretty cool, too. There's no place for me and you. <laughs> Podcasting? It's not even that, either. Like, At least people don't have to look at us. Well, <laughs> mostly you. Oh, you look. You posted a picture where you look like you have cancer. <laughs> what picture was that? You posted a picture that was like the classic "feeling cute, might delete this later" type picture. <laughs> well, maybe I was feeling cute. Am I allowed? <laughs> can I live? Can I fucking can live? I, can I live? Can I live? <laughs> um, no, yeah, you're looking really good. You're looking very svelte. And, oh, thanks, uh, buddy. You know, you, you, your your arms are tiny. That's you deflate out of your arms. <laughs> a lot of your fat. I don't know where, how you store fat in your like upper arms, but they look like uh, they look like when you overinflate um, the uh, the floaties that you put on your arms. They look like the links between them when you're really fat, and then when you get skinny, it's like somebody let the air out of the the, the floaties. <laughs> It's kind of true. I don't know where you ba- you like you get fat so weird. You fatten up your like your um your back like your back <laughs> like uh, like you grow a hunch. You grow like a back hunch when you're fat, and then it just deflates when you get skinny. It's true. Like your it's, belly's it's my, not my even back, really that big. It's just like this weird hunch that that like looms up like a like a like a angel with wings on. <laughs> And like, and then it just kind of like deflates and goes away, and then you can actually kind of see your back. It's it's weird, and it, it like it, it mobs over into the place where like where humans have their 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 triceps. You have like just an extra container, and 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 when you get skinny, that container just drains away. Where does it go? I don't know, man. It's the eternal question, isn't it? They made that movie, Twenty One Grams, about that. <laughs> For you, it's Twenty One Kilograms. <laughs> uh, my face hurts. <laughs> I don't know. The university thing is funny because, again, it's like the Tucker Carlson thing. It's like the Chelsea Clinton thing. It's it's just like. It can all be boiled down to it's so funny that you're all that you're so concerned about this in this very moment and how people could have not been aware that Chelsea Clinton fucking sucks and that (laughs) that Tucker Carlson is a piece of shit and that rich people get preferential treatment in every aspect of life, which includes education. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I know. I got nothing left for you. I will. You know, I I was I was thinking about Laurie Laughlin like being at home and like at least somebody is. Yeah, I know. But like, can you just picture like the look on her face? Because she's probably thinking the same thing you're thinking. Like, you know, how how is this a thing? You know, like (laughs) how is this actually a thing that people are upset about? And uh, I'm just picturing that face. There's just 
<laughs> the shock. I'm just picturing like William H Macy and Felicity Huffman just having like tight-lipped <laughs> conversations about this. Like, why did this very intense? I told you not to be over there doing these things, Felicity. I bet it was all her idea. He's oh, too of cool course, to, uh, dude. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, he's <laughs> he's too cool to do anything wrong. Yeah, William H Macy can do no wrong. Until I'm yep. con- convinced. If, by the way, if he had done something wrong, you know that he would have been one of the people under indictment. So, like, sure. for sure, William H Macy did nothing wrong. Felicity Huffman did nothing wrong other than be just like a talentless piece of shit, and who who's like trying to, I guess, like tag a fucking uh, diploma onto her dipshit daughter or whatever. I don't know. Um, I do think it's pretty awesome. I don't remember which one of them it was. If it was because it was one of those two, Lori Loughlin or Felicity Huffman, but one of them made like photoshopped fake pictures of her daughter in different uh, activities. Try to get you into UNLV again. That rules. Like, have you playing basketball? And just be like <laughs> with your head, like very badly uh, punched out of you know. Like, what is I want to put you in the computer club. <laughs> Programming. Here's here's my friend Q doing coding. He's a hackers. I'll do like a really you, lazy you and Beto. I'll do a really lazy lasso tool of your head and just pull you out and put you on Michael Jordan's body and be like, this could That's be awesome. yours, UNLV. Do a little a little Star color player. matching to the skin. Get you in some real trouble. <laughs> God damn it, Felicity. I didn't want to have this fucking kid with you. You fucking cunt. Why did I fucking marry you? I could have had anyone. I'm William H. Macy. I'm William H. fucking Macy. Showtime viewers have seen my penis. I could have had anyone. I never did watch that show. I heard it was good. <laughs> Macy has described himself as sort of a middle American waspy Lutheran kind of guy. In- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not doing That's William awesome. H. Macy right. He's, it's, I'm making him whisper. He doesn't whisper. He has some timber in his voice, but it's like shallow timber like that, right? What is it? It's funny because in my memory, that is kind of what he sounds like, but I don't think I've seen him in anything lately. So, and, and the the challenge when you're doing William H Macy is to not um, do the Fargo William H Macy, which right? Is, right? Yeah, that's, that's easy one out. thing. That's a very easy out, yeah. but it's very limited. It's a limited range. Mm-hmm. One thing. It's the the Minidac accent. Is, you got to do the cooler William H Macy. Right. Like he probably actually talks like this, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was considering the role because I needed to um, honestly get a paycheck to support my brain-dead fucking dipshit kid and buy a, a building at the University of Southern California. And that was the only way that my kid was going to get into that middling, mediocre school. <laughs> I just This is like the thing that we haven't learned from... Despite 250 years after us breaking away from monarchies, we haven't figured out this thing where it's like, we still have that thing where you think that somebody is good at something or somebody is successful or somebody's good and you just think that the 
that their jizz will be good too or you just think that their <laughs> eggs will be good too and or that will be talented or somehow like you just are sure and that's original monarchy thinking like going back to fucking i don't know ancient sumeria right thinking that to the two strongest people in the tribe are going to make the next leader that we should follow for the next 25 years which is how long people live back then mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right like and just assuming like oh well this guy's going to be good but like history is riddled with that shit actually it's way more common right that um that the 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 children of the monarchs are fucking worthless because they're soft and weak and they suck and they never have to actually do anything and then they go off and have more kids with their fucking cousins or their sisters or whatever and those kids come out worse and you just have this like descending line of trash pail people who can't even like <laughs> whose eyes can't even focus on the same corner of the room at the same time and you eventually just have like like you have to just like dethrone them and kill them and start over like how many times did that happen in england haven't they just Hasn't there been like five or six times in England where they just killed all of the the royal family and they were like, this is the royal family now? (laughs) Or it just happens and so they just had to start over anyway. Yeah. It wasn't even planned. Yeah. And then you got this other one married to this shit-ass actress um, who's clearly not, whose mom clearly fucked around, right? Princess Di clearly fucked around with... uh, some dude, right? She, This guy looks... It's like a Ronan Farrow situation where everybody is in on the fact that his dad is not who his dad is, except uh-huh. for him. You, you know what I'm talking about? No. Prince Harry is the younger one? Is it Harry? Yeah. Okay, Prince Harry, real dad. Let's see what comes up. Real dad. I go out of my way to not pay attention to any royalty news. I don't, I don't want to know about these people. Well... The first thing that pops up is a a, a a Google card for Charles, Prince Charles, Prince of Wales. I think that's what they want you to think, though. In reality, <laughs> there's another guy whose name is James Hewitt. <laughs> he looks exactly like Harry. <laughs> like, they're the same fucking dude. <laughs> They're the same guy. And this guy, like, it's documented that this guy fucked um, Princess Di. It's, it's like the thing with... You've seen the pictures of Ronan Farrow and... Uh, Ronan Farrow and um, Frank Sinatra, right? Um, I don't think I have. Okay, hang on. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, though. I just brought it up. What, Ronan Farrow? Yeah. So, would you, would you guess... Who would you guess is his dad? Frank Sinatra or Woody Allen? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Woody Allen. <laughs> That's that's my child. Uh, that beautiful uh, uh, that beautiful almond boy. <laughs> The gorgeous face that he has and the sharp features and sloping uh, sloping nose, ski slope nose, <laughs> high cheekbones, and it's just not the way that I look is, is all. He's got my pluckishness. My pluckishness. My nebbishness. 
he's he's gay, which um, you know, and I fuck kids. Those are the same thing. <sighs> um, yo, I feel like shit right now that we didn't spend our entire twenties being filmed for whatever. Because when I see what they can do with this age regression shit on Samuel L. Jackson, I would I I feel like we're very close to just being able to do that to ourselves in life. But mm-hmm. um but only if there's already an existing archive of you being I think that's the thing, right? They can only do it with him. Like they do it with him, they do it with like Robert Downey Jr., they do it with all these guys who were big when they were young. They cuz like they need the footage of them when they're younger. I don't think it works that way. No, I think that don't they, they need actually... the footage to map it onto their face or whatever. No, I think it's it's all CGI. It's just that the polygon count is so insanely high now. Um, I was listening to something, another movie podcast. They were talking about that movie Alita, and uh, you know, like the eyes are of course like a major feature, and James Cameron really wanted to sell it. Um, the eyes alone have nine million polygons like to make up that digital image of the eyes whereas Gollum had 50,000 polygons in his eyes. Jesus. And you know the the more polygons the smoother and realer it's going to look. So that's what it comes down to. And so I think it's a combination of motion capture and then they're probably using a lot of old footage just for reference material but they're still building it out of computer imagery. So I I think there's still hope for us. Gollum was a shit character. That you know what? <laughs> Nobody, nobody goes after those movies enough. Those movies fucking sucked, dude. They were they were so terrible. Bad. I didn't like them. All yeah. nine of them. All like there's like so thirty much. hours of those movies. They were fucking atrocious. You want to know how bad those movies are? I didn't see the last three in the theater, <laughs> and you know me, <laughs> I see crazy. everything. That's like something yeah. I would feel like you would have a uh, like an obsessive compulsive. Tick yeah. that would force you to go see those movies. I felt that way when it first came out, the third, the fourth one, uh, the first Hobbit or whatever. And uh, like two weeks went by, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I I don't want to see yeah, these. Like, what, are you, what are you missing out on? Fucking yeah. black ass garbage, <laughs> made by a fucking coward and a nobody. What has that guy done well, since then? Nothing. Since then, nothing. Since then, nothing except for he just did. Uh, uh, they will not grow old, which is an amazing documentary. So go see that Peter Jackson rocks but yeah his movie movies have sucked in the last decade I don't know I was going to mention something about movies real quick if you'll indulge me for anybody out there that's uh, that listens to both our podcasts um, we we just recorded episodes on my two favorite movies of the year so far two indies that are in theaters right now Uh, one of them is called To Dust and the other one is Climax uh, but because of scheduling, the episodes won't go up for another week or two. So I just figured I'd mention it. If any of you listening do still go to the movies, you should go check these movies out and know that the episodes are coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, to Dust is about a uh, a Hasidic Jew who is uh, feeling lost because his wife just died and he doesn't know what's going to happen to her body. So he seeks out a biologist and he finds this schlubby... Matthew Broderick science professor and it's just absolutely hilarious and like it's like a total like odd couple type movie and just probably the weirdest movie I've seen in a long time um 
definitely check it out. And then Climax is a new movie from A24, uh, directed by Gaspar Noe, who uh, a lot of people hate his movies. He's very, you know, love it or hate it. Um, his movies are always very strange and uh, very controversial. And this one is it's basically about a bunch of French dancers who are practicing for a new tour, uh, for a new show. And uh, they're unwinding after a night of practicing, and somebody spikes the sangria with acid, and they all just slowly start losing their fucking minds and just That's like cool. completely unraveling. And it's wild. It's it's something unlike really anything you've ever seen. And really looking forward to doing the episode on it. We're gonna record it uh, later this week. Um, but yeah, two great movies to go uh, to go watch, and then look forward to the piecing it together episodes. Um. Are you looking forward to that movie, um, Midsummer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Um, I don't really know what to expect yet, but I mean, that dude uh, Ari Aster, I think his name is uh, the director. I mean, came out of the gates with Hereditary. I mean, it's fucking amazing, and so definitely, I can't wait to see what he does next. And it looks pretty damn wild. <clears throat> Trump tweeted a um, retweeted an account with a QAnon avatar, and the QAnon fans are all reinvigorated. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what There's he's a doing. There's a character. Um, <laughs> he said, "Hey God, I'm gonna send this to you." You got your phone right? Uh huh. All right, you get that picture? Uh-huh. Somebody said that's Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> I said before that there's like, oh, man, I'm not one of these like purists or anything like that, as they call them. I, I'm not that indoctrinated or whatever. I mean, like... You know, I'm also not somebody who's who, who thinks that all of America's problems begin and end with Donald Trump. Um, uh-huh. But like, I, I won't vote for the only person I'm not going to vote for if they come out of the, come out of it is Biden. I probably I won't vote for Biden. I'll just vote. I'll write in Bernie or something like that. And mm-hmm. if that if if my one vote is the thing that costs Florida. For right. for for <laughs> Joe Biden and makes Donald Which, Trump. But by, by the way, I I read your article and great job on it. Oh, yeah. I hope, why don't you summarize? I hope it. people that listen. Why don't I hope you summarize that it then listen. a little bit for me then, if you read it so well. Make me not toot my own horn. Well, uh, Q wrote an article which you can find on uh, birdroadpodcast.com. dot com, and it basically the thesis of the article is that. Uh, we should not waste a single penny on uh, campaigning for Florida because it's a lost cause anyway. And he gives, I think it's seven reasons why it's completely pointless. And I, I thought it was really interesting and uh, he makes a great case for it. And of course it's, you know, a pipe dream, but it's like, it really does make a lot of sense. So well, what I thought would be cool is if I did a version of that article for every, all 50 states. <laughs> like, here's the reason we should pull out of california and just give that's, up on it that's maybe the darkest thing you've ever said <laughs> no but i was gonna say like if my if my single vote in florida is the one that keeps joe biden from winning mm-hmm. and uh and makes donald trump remain for another four years and uh, good into the future great i'm fine with it <laughs> fucking you know what 
I'm more than fine with it. I like it. I fucking <laughs> that's great. <laughs> give me Don. Give me the devil that I know, instead of the moron that I that can barely like fucking uh, enunciate a sentence. You know, give me give me the moron that can barely enunciate a sentence that I know versus the moron who can barely enunciate a sentence that I don't know. Didn't he accidentally say today that he's running? Even though he didn't, he's done it like four times. Running. Like, there's uh, yeah. all these people who I don't even know. I just sort of uh, Kirsten Gillibrand just declared. I thought she declared like three weeks ago, and just nobody yeah. cared. Like, who gives a fuck about? You know what? You're just keeping fucking AOC's seat warm, Kirsten. Yeah. Fucking another shitty Democrat. Uh, who like was just like champing at the bit to f- sell out their uh, their their integrity at the first opportunity. And I know everybody, everybody in every, every like white person who lives in Brooklyn is like shitting on AOC now, but I still like her. So I don't care. But, um, that's stupid. I don't know. It's, it's that the I same, like the same shit that you deal with in Nevada. It's like, yeah, know, every, every DSA member in, in Brooklyn is like shitting on, on, um, AOC for, 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 for her shitting on Ilhan Omar and, mm. <laughs> I guess we have such a plethora of success stories on the left that we have all of them to choose from. We can choose from all these great, um, (laughs) perfect candidates and representatives who are just getting elected in droves that we can take a person like a a figure like AOC and just kind of throw her back and ignore her. Right. Oh yeah, Yeah. of course. (laughs) Because of a single issue. Um, (laughs) That's what we are now. That's exactly what people are is single issue. One thing wrong. You're done. You're done. Completely fucking done. Speaking of which, uh, same thing as Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of which, Tulsi Gabbard is going to be here tomorrow and Gina's uh, going to see her talk. So yeah. Speaking of somebody who just gets shit on for like one or two things. Yeah. For one, one thing from a decade ago or whatever, (laughs) two decades, but it's unrecoverable. That's the, that's the problem. When you build this world, this offense world and this world where like you're you're incapable of recognizing gradations of um yes. you know a person being and acting overtly horrible and passing legislation that adversely affects uh lesbian and gay communities and you 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 sit them next to Tulsi Gabbard who mm-hmm. said insensitive shitty things what 15 years ago or 10 years ago something like that and right. probably yeah. did uh, probably did authentically feel those things 10 or 15 years ago and you sit those two people next to each other and you're like these are the same people this is the same thing and it's exactly the same yeah, exactly <laughs> then that's what you're going to end up with again do you have this plethora of successful for all of your like irony you know <laughs> irony tinged social media posts and all of the brooklyn based socialist podcasts that are out there do you have a single actual powerful uh group of um representatives that you can just choose from that makes you be able to so easily issue the these few people who are actually able to get into elected office at their first moment of or or sign of weakness if you do then great i mean okay i don't see it in miami i had to vote for fucking donna shalala okay (laughs) I i don't see i don't see this plethora the guy that i wanted to win that i voted for in the primary Got two percent of the vote. <laughs> yeah, he got he got literally like thirty <laughs> votes, and I was one of them. And like so, yeah, I don't see this huge groundswell happening in the way that we want it to happen, where every single person comes out of the fucking uh, you know Karl Marx Academy for Perfect Candidates 
it, you know, it, it it would be great, but guess what? It's not fucking happening. So, I mean, in the case of Beto, which, again, long time to, for me to get to my point, as I sent this fucking goof troop picture of Beto O'Rourke, of, <laughs> of goofy Beto, uh, to, to Jewish Dave offline. Um, in the case of Beto O'Rourke, he's a damn far sight from being even passably good as a candidate. Like, he is the outer limit of what I'll vote for, what I'll be able to hold my nose for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Biden is a bridge too far. And I think for most progressives, Biden is a bridge too far. I mean, I hate to say that because that's even like they say, like a kind of a, a position of privilege because like there are people whose lives will be made worse by Trump being in office for another four years. I don't think that their lives will be made any appreciably better by by, by Biden being in the office. Right. Like, right. he's not going to do anything to make their lives better. You think Biden is going to stop? Biden's not going to stop little kids from being put in cages on the border and throughout the of rest of the country. Not. He's not going to stop that. I mean, even O'Rourke is probably not going to really do much to, to fix to fix that. Is, are any of them going to introduce the concept of justice to? all of the policies that they bring that to, 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 to equalize things and to sort of make a more just, more equitable country. Of course, of course, fucking not dude. Mm-mm. Not at all. So anyway, Beto, take it or leave it. <laughs> it looks pretty whack to me. It looks like a fucking goof troop character. He sure does. <laughs> uh, you know though, Beto is kind of cool, cause uh, he he drove he 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 drove drunk. He, he's got a drunk driving record. <laughs> Yo, I was listening today about Beto. I was reading today about how Beto, first of all, is from like a crazy rich family, uh, married into an even richer family, um, and that he not only did he get a DUI, but he had like, see, this is the thing, man. I wish Democrats would just stay where they are when they're 18. Because when they're 18, they're fucking cool as shit. Like, Kirsten Cinema, when she was young, was doing the protests against uh, the Iraq War. She was calling America, like, a fascist failed state. She was, And now she's basically just, like, a garden-variety Republican. And Beto O'Rourke <laughs> was, like, writing manifestos to get the U.S. off off of currency. Like entirely when he was like 16 <laughs> years old and he was writing these crazy ass things and driving around drunk and like, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, he was he was probably awesome. Um, and now he's cool. such a fucking tool. Now he is, you know, it's just a while well, like ago. He's a walking ascot. And I just don't uh, I wish that these guys would just stay cool, you know, but they they're incapable of it. They're so mm. fucking dorky. <laughs> Even the ones who are like sort of aesthetically like look at me dorky, I like them better if they're at least like like AOC is a fucking huge nerd and there is definitely a, a sort of a look at me element of of the shit that she does and you know whatever, that's fine. At least she's still being kind of true to herself. She's not like it's not all a put on. It doesn't seem that sure. way anyway. Maybe it is. You want to wrap this up somehow? What do you want to say? Give, 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 bring us out. Say tell me a joke. A joke? Oof, I don't got any jokes for you. Um, you got any St. Patrick's Day jokes? This is St. Patrick's Day, right? Or is it today? 
Dick Dale walks into a bar. Okay. He's there with Antonin Scalia <laughs> and um and Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Who's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 